So the four worst defenders of the season so far. I've given I've given this a lot of thought. I've looked at some stats, some you know XG numbers, creativity, uh, heat maps, and uh, after looking at it uh, for quite some time, I've come to this conclusion: the four worst defenders of the season so far are Reese James, Kurt Zuma, Thiago Silva, <laughs> and Ben Chilwell. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 we're de- developing a bit of a of a rivalry here. <laughs> I I just want to point out that this backline, which was assembled at so much money that all of us put together for the next thousand years, will not make that amount of money. <laughs> us at the same league position as Aaron Cresswell, Vladimir Kufal, Angelo Ogbona, and I don't know who's West Ham's other centre back. Wait, uh, wait, 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 Craig wait, Dawson. Hold on, yeah, Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I have a rebuttal, man. Like, dude, Rhys James came from the youth, free. Thiago Silva came on a free transfer, free. Ben Chilwell, okay, that's the expensive one. 40 million, was it? 50? I remember. Kurt Zuma was cheap. It was like less than 10. That's a that's a 50 million backline, bro. If you if you want to shit on somebody, I think you got to shit on Luke Shaw again, bro. 40 million left back. Come on. Luke Shaw is doing pretty well. Don't go there, okay? Your fight <laughs> is not with United fans right now. Stay in your lane. Don't bring us into this. No, but but yeah, point point case case proven. It's really funny how Siva is basically like, okay, the four Chelsea backline were expensive and shit. And Leon is just like, no, they were cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's up, everyone? We are back. The Banger community is back. We're really sorry about the long absence, you know. Life got in the way. Work was busy. I had another child. But, you know, we're back now. The same gang is back together. We got Leon, Chris, and Siva joining me. What's up, guys? Hey, what's up? How have all of you been? Leon, how have you been, man? Yo, things things have been um, not great because, like, you know, we... We're all from Malaysia, right? And, you know, the COVID cases are all rising and stuff. So now I got more time because I'm self-imposing myself at home. So that's why I got time to do the part. And we're ready, ready to for our comeback. Yeah. The main reason why we haven't been doing it is because Leon and Chris has been too busy. As most yeah, of you it's, know, it's me and Siva have been keeping up with the, you know, weekly FPL ports and stuff. So it's just the other guys, man. So if you are one of the listeners complaining why we took such a long break, you can blame it on Leon and Chris. I, oh, I blame on. it on Chris. Oh, come on. So yeah, this past couple of weeks have been great for me because I took a couple of weeks off for Christmas and New Year's. Um, but now I'm back at work and ready to rumble. So yeah, I'm really happy. Really good. Siva, what about you, man? Yeah, been good. I mean, Arsenal uh, moving up. We're going to stay. We're going to stay up this season. So I feel good. You know, another finally, year in the Premier League. Finally out of the relegation battle. We were always going to win that battle, man. Okay, okay. So... Before we let you talk more about Arsenal, you know, let's just start with, um, I would say agenda, but basically it's only one thing. We are going to discuss how the EPL has been. We are around the halfway mark now, I think. Just past January. January transfer window is opening. So, it's the state of EPL so far. Shall we do it um, by order? You know, by the table order? So, Siva's going to be last then. <laughs> <laughs> um, at this rate, he'll be doing it the next spot. I think we should do it by form, in which case I'll be first. Oh. Is it? No, United's form is better. 
Okay, never mind. Let's just do it by order. Okay, we'll start with the league leaders right now, Liverpool. What do you guys think? How do you guys think Liverpool is doing? Shitting bricks, man. Shitting bricks. United on their tail. I think they are worried <laughs> right now. They're, they're making bloopers after bloopers. They don't have a centre-back <clears throat> pairing. I think they, they're feeling the heat. They're feeling the heat real hot. So, yeah, man. I don't think Liverpool are, are going to win this year judging by the injury crisis they have at the moment. But let's hope they don't have a good January transfer window. Then, you know, other teams like United City, uh, even Spurs and Chelsea may have an outside chance of it's, it's one of those weird seasons where I think even like 85 points would win the league. So, yeah, it's it, it, it's anyone's game right now. Siva, what do you think? Liverpool, do you think they can take it all the way? you think they can win the league this year? I think Klopp is getting one of those cases where he's he's getting uh, Fergusonitis. It's when you start complaining about things that don't exist. He's complaining about Liverpool not getting pens. That's like the time when Benitez started bringing out his tactics during post-match press conferences, when his charts, that's when Kevin Keegan started shouting, you know, I love it if we beat them. They're all being afflicted by Fergusonitis, you know, when they start getting scared of Man United. Man United have always been getting too many penalties. As an Arsenal fan, I remember this, you know, I remember when Rooney dived and got the pen to, you know, break our unbeaten streak. You just have to accept that fact. At the start of the season, United will get more penalties. That's just a handicap the rest of us play with. It's not even that true, man. Because I think United has only had one more penalty than Liverpool or something like that. They don't call him Mo Penandes or Salah Nandes or Salah, Salah Penalty. They call him Bruno Penandes, man. Where do you think that came from? Actually, it's only because, right, it's really hard to rhyme Salah with penalty. Try it. It's hard. Like Bruno Penandes <laughs> kind of rolls off your mouth. Try dare you to make one that sounds good right now. Sanalti? That's good. I think you're talking about Hyung Sun. Yeah, try it, try it. Leon, give it a try. I don't even want to try. <laughs> Sounds stupid. It's but hard, honestly man. though, like like legit speaking, I think Liverpool being on top right now is quite a surprise to me considering like, you know, at the start of the season, they were losing key players like Van Dijk, Joe Gomez, even Thiago Alcantara. And I think they were taking turns with their forwards also being out. But the fact that they're still, you know, top of the table, even though they're one game in hand, it's Enjoy it's quite it. surprising to see, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they're doing well for for what for the injury crisis that they're facing. Yeah, that's a good point, I think, because I really did expect them to fall badly when uh, when Dyke got his big injury, but they've been kind of okay, more like everyone yeah. else has been doing really bad also, mm. you know. Uh, and we'll get to the other teams later, but I guess they've been ticking along enough to be to maintain their first place. Okay, we'll move on. Second at the table. Same on points with Liverpool just behind on goal difference, but with a game in hand, we have Man United. And who better to speak about Man United than our very own Chris Raja? Tell us what you think about our season so far. You know what? It's a very weird season. We started horribly. Terrible start to the season. But we picked it up after uh, several games. And to be honest, right, we haven't been playing that well, but we've still been grinding results. And you know what? Like, that reminds me of the good old glory days during Ferguson's time. You know, when we when we used to win titles without necessarily playing every single game well, we used to be able to grind those tough games, you know. And the last three games in the Prem, we played against, like, Aston Villa, Leicester, and, and Wolves. 
yeah, we drew against Leicester. We could have easily won that game as well. But, you know, that, that, that sense that, you know, we are grinding results against quite tough teams like Aston Villa, Wolves and, and Leicester, they are, you know, you would say that they're competing for European sports at least. But, so I'm just really happy with the form we're in. And even though we're not playing well, so I'm just thinking about it. You know, imagine we hit form, proper form. I think, you know, we could be in for a shout to finish top four for sure. And who knows, maybe even the league. But I think the league is a bit of a, of a, of a long shot. But, you know, it's a very weird season. Anything weird can happen. And I wouldn't put winning the league beyond this at this stage, to be honest. Because it's such an odd season. Uh, you know, but of course, there's City nearby as well. There's Liverpool, obviously, leading the charge. And let's not forget, it's a competitive season, but it's a weird season. So I wouldn't put anything beyond Man United at this point. But I'm really pleased at, at our current position, to be honest. Leon? I'm just curious, like, you know, to the United fans, because you guys obviously didn't fare that well in the Champions League, right? So you dropped off to the Europa. Will there ever be a chance where... United would sort of give up priorities in the Europa League and just focus on the Premier League. Because after all, you know, Europa League has, I think they have an extra match, um, extra leg as compared to the Champions League, right? I can't guarantee that United do that. I wish they would do that because I'd much rather us concentrate on winning the league, which seems winnable this year, rather than, you know, wasting time on Europa. For me personally, yeah, I, I get, I get what you're coming from. Personally, I think if we have the squad for it, I wouldn't mind going for it because I think United are deprived of trophies at the moment. So even if it's the Europa League and even if it's a competition like the League Cup, which obviously we lost against City just a couple of days ago, like, you know, I think United should fight in all for all fronts just to win some trophies, just to bring back that whole sentiment, the whole habit of winning, you know. So even if it's a Europa League, it's not like the Champions League, it's still a major trophy. Um, it's still a trophy which many teams won't, uh, it's a competitive trophy so to just give that winning mentality back into the team I think it goes a long way that's my thought but but like how satisfying was it for you though you know when Mourinho did the treble the community shield the league cup and the Europa League <laughs> how, how was it how was it like for you it, it, it felt good because it brought us back into the Champions League without that it would, we wouldn't have been in the Champions League so it, it, I was happy with that with that thing because that was the last trophies we've ever won Mm. I mean, for me, like, that's the last few trophies we've won, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. True. I, I see your point of view, but I don't know. To me, you mentioned about having the squad depth, but I don't think we do. To me, our squad is basically with Bruno, without Bruno. Without Bruno, we ain't winning Jack. We can't, you know, True. can't even win a game against, like, I don't know, Fulham. Probably lose to Fulham. But with Bruno, you know, we can beat anyone. Except Manchester, apparently. Yeah, in my opinion, rest Bruno for the Europas, play him in all the Premier League games. This is the closest we've ever been to having a chance of winning the Premier League in recent years. So I, in my opinion, we should just go all out on the Premier League, forget about Europa. See what, what but I, I'm sure you wouldn't, you wouldn't be upset if you won it. I'm sure. I mean, obviously. <laughs> but if we yeah. went to the final and lost, and then Bruno got injured along the way, and it affected our Premier League, you know what I mean? I'd rather we rest Bruno for the Europa yeah. games. And there's no way we're winning anything if we rest Bruno. Makes sense. Let's talk about Bruno a bit since we're here. Just want to get your opinion. Okay, let's ask the non-United fans. Do you think Bruno is overrated or is he, I don't know, adequately rated? 
underrated because oh. if you take Bruno out of this team, they are a championship level team managed by a League One manager. That's PE teacher. PE teacher. PE no PE teachers. That is harsh on PE teachers. I think PE teachers work <laughs> have better tactics. I think a PE teacher could win a semi final. Ole has had four semi finals. He's lost every single one of them. He's lost two Europa semi finals, two League Cup semi finals. He couldn't even beat Istanbul Basak Shahir, whose leading striker was 35 year old Demba Bar. Chelsea and legend. Let's, Chelsea, Chelsea legend. Yeah, <laughs> let's never forget that that this is the the Man United manager who lost to Istanbul. So well, at, at the end of the day, league. you're in the Champions League and you're out by what is it? Two months in. I, I would rather not waste all the time qualifying. The, from the time you qualified to the time you went out, you know, Sam went off had a kid. <laughs> That's how short it was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I started when we um, qualified. You, you mean you started making the kid? You started having yeah. the kid, and then, okay. and then the kid came out. <laughs> and then out you know. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. <laughs> I don't think my wife will be happy to hear all this. <laughs> Leon, what do you think? Bruno, underrated, overrated, adequately rated. Better than uh, I mean, it's quite. Uh, oh wow! Um, oh, that's hard. I mean, I think I personally still prefer KDB, but nothing on on against Bruno Fernandez though, because I think he's a really really good player. I think that whole penalty jive at him is just what rival fans say out of jealousy, honestly. Because I think he's a really really good player. I mean, just by watching the games that United play, I mean, occasionally don't follow all their games. But just by judging them, you can see like all the like all the goals. Like he's always involved. If it's not an assist, if it's not a goal, he's always just playing the passes in between the players and in the attack. So I think Bruno Fernandez is just the game changer here for Man United. Because I think you know at the start, I still remember one of our earlier pots. We were we weren't really rating Man United, right? Because they didn't have a good transfer window. But then I think we sort of looked past the influence of Bruno Fernandes, who I think this year has proven that he's been world-class. In my opinion, and I may be just a biased MU fan, but I've never seen a new signing come in, especially a January signing, right? Who come in and yeah. had such a big effect like what Bruno did, instant effect, turning like a team, you know, United were dire before he came. And just instantly, we were winning almost every game. And with him in the squad, we really felt like we could win every game we played, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's such I think a he's... big difference from one individual. We always say football is a team sport, but just, you know, to me, even Messi doesn't have this kind of effect in Barcelona. Oh. No, I mean, like, without... <laughs> I'm not saying he's better than Messi. I'm just saying the effect that he brings to the team. United like, fans probably see... still win without Messi. Yeah, that's my point. Wait, are we are we still doing the the the, the gamble before the pop? We said um we're taking a shot for every shite opinion, because I think you need a shot. <laughs> I didn't say that he's better than Messi. I'm not saying that. I mean, yeah. I feel it. Yeah, in I my know heart, the influence. But I didn't say it out loud, you know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying no one has had such a big effect on you know no just one individual on the whole team. Like Siva was saying, we are Bruno, we are a championship level team, man. Yeah. Bottom half Premier League kind of team. But just with one player alone, he can turn us into title contenders. And to me, that's just like unheard of. He's like your Adamola Lookman. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. 
better be having shots, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Everyone needs a shot. What was that? Let's let's move on from the MU talk, or else me and Chris are gonna be talking all night. Next on the table is Leicester. Okay, let's let's just keep it to a simple question. Do you think Leicester will qualify for Champions League top four this year? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. No. Yes. Okay, since Leon's the odd one out, why no? Ah, uh, come on. Just a quick um, one. Man. I mean, I okay. Like, I think I'm very impressed with how Leicester has fared so far. Like, especially since you know, like their key player, like James Madison, was out the first ten games of the season. I think. Um, but they somehow managed to make it through. Jamie Vardy's been making it work. Harvey Barnes has been playing well. I think, you know, when we talk about squad depth, right, Leicester City's team is actually quite underrated. I think they have quite a decent bench and, you know, they've sort of proven like 10 wins in 17 games. That's quite the feat. Um, but the only reason why I think that they might not make it to the Champions League is because I think the teams behind them, like Tottenham and City, are starting to gain steam. Um, they struggle at the start of the season a little bit, especially Man City. But once these guys start rolling, I think Leicester might be, you know, might be out of contention. You know, Leicester has been kinda semi consistently being top six. You know, this this yeah. year they have been. Last year, the year before, I think they finished just outside. But they've always been kind of there. But maybe it's um some kind of I don't know what's the word for it elitism but I just can't see them as a top 6 kind of team like it's just blocked in my mind in my mind somehow they're just gonna falter and end up outside the top 6 do do you know what I mean? yeah like the big 6 thing right so do you think Leicester will be the first team to break that top 6 monopoly? Oh, they have. I mean, no. are you considering are you considering Arsenal in top six? Because I mean, I thought Leicester <laughs> was part of the top six. I mean, traditional top six. It's it's not only I the mean, position. Leicester the table, have been ahead but... of Arsenal for the past don't know how many years. So, <laughs> like even Spurs and Leicester. So I I think that is the top six. The question is, I mean, we'll move on to Arsenal later. But I definitely think Leicester should be known as the top six in my opinion. It is the traditional top six to me already. So. Hmm. They're probably the lowest among the top six, but in my mind, they are they are there. Yeah, so what you're saying is that if there was any team in the Premier League right now who would break the traditional top six, it would be Leicester. They're the closest to it. I mean, to, what I'm saying is they have, they have already broken it. Well, I guess they are Premier League winners, so they have been doing pretty well. Okay, moving on. Spurs. Uh, we'll give this to Siva, you know, being an Arsenal fan and all that. Let's see whether he can stomach complimenting Spurs. Seva, give us your opinions. Spurs have done okay under Mourinho, but you can already see the cracks starting to appear. They had this three-game run where they didn't win anything and people are starting to get annoyed because Mourinho's football is only good when he's winning. And once he starts, you know, drawing games and losing, he, he's a horrible... It's a horrible team to watch. It's a horrible style to watch. They hardly take any shots. They park the bus... They are one Harry Kane injury away from falling out of the top four. And Harry Kane gets injured quite a bit. So I I will be very, very surprised if Spurs get anywhere near the title. Yeah, I think Sivas Sivas highlighted uh, you know, very important point. They're basically just one key player injury from, you know, breaking apart. Like Harry Kane and Sun has just been the top of the Premier League, right, this season. 
in terms of goals and assists, they are just like Batman and Robin of the Premier League right now. So if if one of them were to to go out, I think they are gonna have a lot of trouble because Gareth Bale is not living up to the expectations, unfortunately. Man, I even forgot that he was there. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, funnily enough, I I, I used to tune into quite a bit of the Spurs games at the start of the season because I just want to see Gareth Bale in action. But he just doesn't look the same player anymore. He just looks, you know, very unmotivated. So no one's going to be able to feel Sun's shoes. No one's going to be able to feel Harry Kane's shoes because who's the next striker that they have? That Vinicius guy, I don't think he can. So if they can keep these two guys fit, then yeah, they actually have a chance at, at going for the title maybe. Um, Man City. Chris, can I give your thoughts? I just like giving it to, you know, rivals. <laughs> Man City, you know, I'll be honest, right? I think Man City have the strongest chance of winning this year because I think if they win their games in hand, they're actually just one point off United, if I'm not wrong. If I'm not wrong... That, they're on 29 points with two games in hand, but United yeah. has one game in hand. To Liverpool, what's, what's 29 plus 6? 35. <laughs> yeah, so, so assuming that United... <laughs> Assuming that United win their game in hand and assuming that City win both their games in hand, it would be 36-35. So they're just one point off the top and and it's very tight. And I think, to be quite honest, I think City have the better squad, the better squad depth, the better quality. Uh, And it's theirs to lose, to be honest. I think City actually have a big shot at it because Liverpool clearly are dampened with injuries. Um, And the next best team, like on paper, is definitely Man City. Yes, they do have some injuries as well. You know, Aguero and Jesus out with COVID and, you know, things like that. But Aguero and, and Jesus are back. So I think if they keep their squad fit, I wouldn't be surprised if Man City run away with it after, you know, after like 10 more games or so. But we'll see. I hope that doesn't happen. But we'll see. I, I, all, I, I think Man City will win league. Do you all think that Aguero is past it? Like, this is it, you know, we're never going to see the old Aguero again. It's just all going downhill from here. It's, it's probably not fair to say that, though, because, you know, Aguero's just been bedridden in injuries, right? We haven't actually seen Aguero in action this season. Like, he hasn't really properly gone full throttle. So, it's too soon to say he's, he's past his prime. We need to give him some time. But he's probably, I mean, he's going to leave Man City at the end of the season, right? I think it's pretty much confirmed. Mm. Do y'all think Jesus is good enough, or do you think you know City should get another striker? Oh, definitely buy another striker. Yeah, definitely. yeah. Jesus is not good enough. So, who do you think they should get in? Any suggestions? <laughs> Don't say Messi. No, 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 Chris, Chris, Mason Greenwood. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, dude, no, 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 Mason Greenwood going nowhere, mate. <laughs> no way he's gonna go City. Okay, come on, Haaland. I think Haaland is a great. Pick, I think any team would do well with Haaland. He's just such a good player. I don't think there's a team in the world who wouldn't want him. But I think he's just, he's got a long contract with Dortmund, so it might be hard to get him out. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Okay, let's move on. Um, I'm going to skip the other teams first and jump straight to Chelsea, right at oh, ninth position, nice and comfy mm. in the middle of the table. How many teams did you have to mm-hmm. skip for that? Huh? Three. <laughs> So Man City was 5 Chelsea is 9 So there were some fellas in between Which we'll get to them later But let's just hear mm-hmm. Leon's thoughts on Chelsea And oh, more specifically I want to hear Leon's thoughts on Werner uh, Elite finisher Werner Okay Well When was the last time we did our pod? That was like 
10 game weeks ago, right? Long like, enough that we actually thought Chelsea was going to do well this year. You know, exactly. And I, I still remember after our last pod and, you know, when Chelsea was on this like 3-4 game winning streak and I was so ready to like give it back to you guys and say, hey, I was right. But look at us now at ninth. Um, it's a very miserable spot to be in. Frank Lampard's role is currently under threat because we have teams like Southampton, Everton and Aston Villa above us who hardly spend as much as we did. No one uh, since you as asked, much as you did. So. Yeah, no one. No one. And since you mentioned Timo Werner, I still think we have got a great player in him. The only problem is he's just really constantly being played out of positions. I know Siva has highlighted this a lot of times in our previous parts. It's not to say that Frank Lampard doesn't know what he's doing. It's just because of the injuries that are, that are like a constant sort of menace to, to, to our squad. So we can't play Timo at his preferred striker position. We had to blame on the wings because Ziyech and Hudson Odoi, Pulisic are just taking turns and getting injured. And somehow we can't fit Kai Havertz in, who I honestly am very doubtful about because based on watching his games, besides the game that he got a hat-trick, he hasn't really done much. There's nothing really too impressive about him. Chelsea has always sort of played decently, especially even against the top teams. In the first like uh, 30 minutes, we're always dominating possession. But we don't have that extra spark. It's not coming from Timo Werner because he's been missing sitters. Is Pulisic is taking some time. That form that we saw towards the end of last season sort of died down after he had that massive injury. Kai Havertz isn't doing much. Ziyech is Ziyech is good, but Ziyech was also injured. He was forced into you know the previous game against City. Did okay, but not good enough. So it's 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 everything to do with the front, honestly speaking. Because I think we have got a very solid back five, uh, with the keeper included. Edward Mendy has been a, a a real surprise. Like I actually really rate him. He's been doing really well. Thiago Silva is coming in as the leader. He's doing amazing. Rhys James on the right. Aspie, you know, and him rotating. That's good on the right. Chilwell has been, I think, honestly, I think he's been our best buy so far this season. Very, very, very consistent. Probably not at Ashley Cole's level, but he does add that attacking output, which is, you know, always a great bonus. And Kazuma is just finding his form. So I think, you know, our back five, we're, we're, we're good. The center can be worked. You know, Kante is obviously going to be a mainstay. They're just going to find a partner with him. Kovacic but we got to sort the front wall. <laughs> yeah, I was just waiting you know, for Kovacic. Chelsea player. Chelsea player of the year. Of the year. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Um, Kovacic has, you know, he, he started the season injured. So Mount was obviously the preferred option. And Mount has been doing okay. And obviously Lampard's, you know, son. So Kovacic, every time he's been playing, he's just been quite mediocre, unfortunately. I don't know what's happened to him. But we've just got to find that spot somewhere. I mean, what, yes, what, how do you rate Tammy Abraham? Tammy, Tammy, you know, I I don't think he's a striker that can lead a team to the Premier, to, to, a, to a Premier League title, unfortunately. I think he's good. Like he's he's but his role would probably be reduced to more coming squad from the player. bench or yeah, yeah, more of a squad player. I what still about, think Timo should be your number nine. What about Arsenal legend Olivier Giroud? Yeah, Giroud. I mean, Giroud is Giroud, right? Everyone knows how good he is. But you've just got to use him sparingly. you got to use him smart. You can't, you can't expect him to start every single game against every single team. 
I think his aerial trap, his uh, strong presence will work well against centre-backs who are strong as well. But he, we can't play him against every team. So he's going to be a good squad player as well. But Chelsea is going to have a tough task to break in the top four this season. Siva, what are your thoughts on what Leon has said about Chelsea? And just thoughts about Chelsea in general. I'm just really impressed that we managed to get Frank Lampard to come on this podcast. Because I was hearing for about <laughs> 10 minutes, someone tell me that, you know, th- everything's really good and we've got Rhys James, a good potential. We've got Thiago Silva experience. Kazuma going to be, you know, Champions League winning centre-back. Ben Chilwell, the best English left-back we can have. Edward Mendy, what a fine. Mate, do me a favour. Edward Mendy has been at Chelsea for two months. He's already getting Kepa-itis. You know, he's running out. He's barging into strikers, giving away penalties. This whole, I said it in the first pod. You can go back and listen to that, you know, first pod. I said Lampard will be gone by Christmas. I was slightly early. He'll be gone by Chinese New Year. It definite. Roman's going to come in and think, it's a new year. I've got to get rid of all these bad vibes, these bad jujubes. I've got to get rid of Frank. Bad feng shui. Bad feng shui, exactly. Frank Lampard has spent £250 million. He is in the same league position as David Moyes West Ham. <laughs> that is all i have to say okay here's a question do you think chelsea would do frank would do better if he did not have 250 million to spend if they didn't go for all that marquee signings and you know all these big signings he's stuck with a small budget his previous team could be maybe because we did finish like what top four right last season with with the youth that we had he's had to tinker a lot with the team We've loaned out really good players in like Loftus Cheek and all. So yeah, you're you're right. If if he didn't have that much money and all these signings, all these superstars that he had to fit in, it's he would have Chelsea would probably done better. But you know, we signed for the future, right? So yeah, I don't know. It's a trade off. Yeah, because there's there's like this pressure, I guess, right? When you spend so much on a player, um, yeah. Like Harvard's, I mean, now he's kind of dropped, but for a long time, Frank in a way was forced to play him. And same with Werner right now. I think if Werner was in another team, maybe they would bench him for a bit because he's really not on form. But because you just spend so much, you're kind of forced to play these players despite their bad form. Kind of like United and Pogba, I think. Yeah, yeah, sort of. Okay, um, moving on. Down to... Oh, I need to turn the pitch. Hang on. Scroll <laughs> down. Okay, Arsenal. Yeah, 11th place. Siva. <laughs> No, I like them too. <laughs> I just had to scroll down a bit. But yeah, see what Arsenal, 11th place. Nothing to panic about. We spent no money and we're three points behind Roman's Chelsea. I don't see what is the big deal. Arteta is still not, you know, he's not Wenger. He's not, he is, Arteta has all the qualifications to be a football manager that you and I have to do heart surgery. I saw a few episodes of, Grey's Anatomy, and then I want to become a heart surgeon. That's basically Arteta and Lampard. They saw some football games and thought, yeah, I'll be a coach. I can stand there, you know, with a clipboard and shout some instructions. Players don't listen. Oops. Okay, that's a problem. I, I think Arteta's... Injured players back onto the field and stuff like that. Oh, that, that actually, I'm really upset. And I, I get really annoyed when Arsenal fans tell me that, oh, no, that, you know, Partey didn't understand. Because Thomas Partey, just to give the context, right, he was injured in the Spurs-Arsenal uh, game, and he shouldn't have played to begin with. He's limping off the field. Spurs are attacking. Arteta physically pushes him onto the field. And I, I, I just found that despicable. You know, you have put him out there. He wasn't ready to go. And you just push him back into the field. And I, I lost a lot of respect for Arteta that day. 
So no matter what happens to us this season, I don't think Ateta is the solution. We're sort of winning a few games. We're beating West Brom. We should be beating West Brom, let's be honest. We can give him the season because, you know, he's cheap and, and let's face it, there aren't that many good managers around, but I don't think Arteta's the long-term solution. No, Chris, honestly, sorry. don't you think Partey should have just like gone down instead of like walking out of the field? So at least he could have stopped playing. Partey used to play for Diego Simeone, so I, I think Partey would have known what to do. If Partey could have, you know, rolled over, if he could have done anything, I think, you know, he's walking off, he knew, you know, he was just really injured, he just couldn't continue. And I think you just got to... You can't sit here and blame the player. Maybe Arsenal shouldn't be throwing, you know, nine men forward against Jose Spurs who only play on the counter. Maybe that's the problem. What do you think on your youth players though? I'm really... I've been really impressed by uh, Bukayo Saka, who I'm a big fan of. Emil Smith-Rowe has been doing well too. Mm-hmm. And um, I think he has some other kids in there, right? We've is got Tien, great... Is Tierney still a kid? I don't know. How old is he? Tierney's not a kid, mate. In fact, do you know Rob Holding is 26 years old? <laughs> you, Rob, Rob Holding Holding's hairline is going high, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, so... so. <laughs> Are you impressed by, you know, how your kids have been doing? Yes, cautiously, but we've always had good youths. I mean, Wenger built up the youth system. He he always made sure... These, these kids were there, you know, when Wenger was there. So I'm not surprised that we have good youths. I'm annoyed that it's taken Arteta this long to replace, you know, Chelsea reject Willian and, you know, whoever else we've brought from one, the same agent who's giving us all these Brazilian discards. Mm. So I, I hope that he's not going to bring us any more. I don't really need to see Gilberto Silva coming out of retirement. I don't need to see Diego Costa in my team. Just play the youths, man. Give him a chance. Okay, quick question. Between the Wonder Kids, Saka... Greenwood, Foden, and I don't know, who's the Chelsea wonder kid? Uh, okay, Rhys James. James. Who Reece do you James, think yeah. is the best? It's kind of hard when you put in Rhys James because he's not playing an attacking position. Who do you think has the best potential to be a world-class? Can any of them be world-class? Or who has the best potential to make it? Yeah, Foden. Dude, Foden's Rhys. McTominay, bro. Foden's McTominay. No chance, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's McTominay to you, dude. Mate, trust me. Trust me. Foden is going to say, have the same career path as Dele Ali and Jesse Lingard. Okay? Oh. All AMs from England, they're going to have the same life. Okay? They, they're just going to have a few years on the on the high. And then after, after one injury and then have a few disciplinary issues. And next thing they know, they'll be just more popular in TikTok than playing games. <laughs> Being a JD model and yeah. stuff like that. You just watch it, man. If you fold it, then go do that. Maybe Pep knows it. That's why he's trying to change Foden into a winger. So, Leon's going for Foden. Chris? Yeah. Honestly, I think Saka has, has a great opportunity to be a top, top player. But Reese James is a top right back. I, I, I Let's go, Chris. Already... Let's go. Like, if honestly, like, banter aside, I think Reese James is definitely, like, a top, top right back. I also do think that Greenwood will become a world-class superstar, but Reese James <laughs> is a top right back. Siva, pick one. Don't give me some diplomatic answer like Chris saw. He basically picked all three. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted to do. He picked all three. <laughs> He's everyone. Very simple answer. There's only one player you mentioned who wasn't caught picking up Icelandic chicks on international duty. So, it's Bukai Osaka. <laughs> hey come on the scoring Icelandic chicks not too bad it is bad bro okay don't don't go there <laughs> the best part is they didn't even know who they were 
<laughs> is it? Is that how the story I mean, went? No, seriously. They, apparently, these these girls didn't know who this these uh, people were. Then they got pissed off. Then then they showed them their Wikipedia page or something like. That. <laughs> You can do that next time. Uh. Just pre-prepare a Wikipedia page before you know you talk to them. <laughs> that's that's what they mean, la. dating tips for you guys from Chris. I'm not going to go through every single team left in the table, right? So I'm just going to ask you guys one by one. What has been the biggest... I want to say surprise, but even if it's not a surprise, just one thing about this season that has stood out to you. Whether it's a team, a player, or I don't know, something. Let's start with Siva. Aston Villa, I'm just really impressed. You know, last season they were, they they should have been relegated. They are one wrong uh, VAR video referee call away from being relegated when their keeper dropped the ball behind the line. But they've done really well. They've played really well this year. They've beaten Liverpool, beaten Arsenal, drew at Chelsea, fought hard against United. And it's mostly the same players. So I'm, I'm very impressed with Aston Villa. Yeah, you can't just say beaten Liverpool. They trashed Liverpool, man. That was... That was a beautiful sight for MU fans. Leon? I think the thing that I'm most impressed about this season, right, is Chris's call at the start of the pod when he said Sheffield would get relegated. Because that was like crazy, right? Because all of us are like, no way. Right, Chris, you said Sheffield was going to get relegated, right? Wasn't it you? Yeah. Yeah, and and they have like two points in like 17 games. And Siva had the audacity to put four Sheffield players in the <laughs> in, 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 in four, four defenders in the you know Premier League team of the season. So I gotta give it to to Chris. Uh. He 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 made a right call, man. He like Paul the octopus, bro. <laughs> no, actually, truth be told, right? You know, I don't even remember after the lockdown. The moment we came back to to the Premier League football came back after the lockdown, the second half of last season, dude, they had an extremely terrible form. That's when they started dropping out of the top, like. Five or six, I don't know where it was Sheffield at that point in time. I know they were doing quite well at the start of the season, but their form was terrible. And I think from then I was like, yo, actually that's the exact same answer I wanted to give. Actually, Sheffield United's form. <laughs> but oh well, since you've stolen it, I'll think of something else. But uh, but yeah, what a call, Chris. I think you can say they're bad form, but no one would think they'll be this bad. Two points in seventeen games. That's like, has there? I don't think there's ever been a team this bad. No, but it's, in it's so all seasons of Premier League. It's because it's because their defense was what everyone is raving about last year. I remember in fantasy we used to have the deb- double Sheffield players, and stuff like that. And I just wonder what happened. And I th- I can only think of one thing, you know, Henderson. That's a good mm. point, actually. Yep. Yep. Um. So since Leon stole yours, Chris, do you have another something else uh, going to uh, say? I'll, I'll be honest. I I have no idea. I'm 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 loving it. But I have no flipping idea how is the heck is United joint top. I have no idea. I have no, like how has that happened? So I think that is just out of this world. I'm enjoying it. I don't think it's gonna last for too long. But while while we're up there, I'm just gonna enjoy and party. All right. So there you have it. This is our mid-year review of how the Premier League is going. But before we end, we'll move to, I think the most anticipated part of all our podcasts. It's the Banger Committee Eleven. Originally, I wanted to do the best 11 of 2021 so far, but I think the guy said it's kind of boring. No one wants to know who's the best. So we're going to do who's the worst. Worst 11 of 2021 so far. I'm going to start with a keeper. It was really tempting to just throw it on Kepa, but I think the <laughs> fact that it's too easy, right? It's low-hanging fruit. But at the same time, he hasn't even played a lot of games because he was dropped so early. So I'm going to go for someone else. I'm going for 
the last Australian player in the Premier League. Brighton's oh, goalkeeper, Matt Ryan. Harry Kiel has, <laughs> <Harry Kuehl> has, <laughs> has not been in the Premier League for ages, man. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Who, who was it? Brighton's keeper, Matthew Ryan. Oh, shit. I didn't even know he was Australian. He's the last Australian player in the Premier League. But nice. soon to be gone. He was so bad oh. this year. So bad. And I know this very well because I had him on fantasy. For a long time. <laughs> At the start of the season, I was like, I'm going to go with Matt Ryan as my keeper. Bad choice. He was so bad. A few games ago, Brighton decided, let's, you know, play our backup keeper instead. The backup keeper came in, instantly kept a clean sheet, and they instantly told Matt Ryan, you know what? You can leave in January. So, literally, he's on his way out now. That's how bad he is. See you later, Mike. Yeah, see you later. See you later, Mike. Uh, is this racist? I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, <laughs> I'm not sure, man. You can cut this out, Siva. <laughs> try not to make accents. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Back, back to the topic. So my pick for worst keeper so far of the year, Matt Ryan. Horrible. He's been playing horribly. So bad, Brighton were like, you know what? Get out. Just pack your bags and go. So... <laughs> That's mine. So moving on, um, from keepers, we're gonna go to defenders. Siva, give us your worst back four, and don't just pick four of the Sheffield players again. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't be lazy, man. Chris Basham. So the four worst defenders of the season so far. I've given I've given this a lot of thought. I've looked at some stats, some you know XG numbers, creativity, uh, heat maps. And after looking at it for quite some time, I've come to this conclusion. The four worst defenders of the season so far are Reese James, Kurt Zuma, Thiago Silva, and Ben Chilwell. <laughs> we're, we're, we're developing a bit of a, of a rivalry here. <laughs> I, I just want to point out that this backline, which was assembled at so much money that all of us put together for the next thousand years will not make that amount of money, us at the same league position as... Aaron Cresswell, Vladimir Kufal, Angelo Ogbona, and I don't know who's West Ham's other centre back. Wait, 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 wait. wait Craig wait, Dawson. Hold on. Yeah, Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> wait, I have a rebuttal, man. Like, dude, Rhys James came from the youth, free. Thiago Silva came on a free transfer, free. Ben Chilwell, okay, that's the expensive one. 40 million, was it? 50? I remember. Kurt Zuma was cheap. It was like less than 10. That's a, that's a 50 million backline, bro. If you if you want to shit on somebody, I think you gotta shit on Luke Shaw again, bro. Forty million left back. Come on, Luke Shaw is free. doing pretty well. Don't go there, okay? Your fight <laughs> is not with United fans right now. Stay in your lane. Don't bring us into this. No, but but yeah, point point case case proven. Case yeah. not proven, mate. All you just told me was they were cheap. You haven't explained why. You Reece said it James, was expensive. It's not just like, I mean, first of all, Thiago Silva is on a big ass contract. You've got Reese James, a right back who can't defend, who can only run, which is why he keeps getting caught out. You got Ben <laughs> Chilwell, who is England's second best left back after Ashley Young, obviously. And you have Kurt Zuma, <laughs> who wasn't good enough for Chelsea five years ago. Why is he good enough now? Because I guess Everton didn't want him anymore? I don't know. Siva, I think I need to get you a bottle of vodka for all your shy opinions, mate. It's really funny how Siva was basically like, okay, the four Chelsea backline were expensive and shit. And Leon is just like, no, they were cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, honestly speaking, right? 
Sivas got got good points. I mean, we gotta give it to him. I mean, after all, we are ninth in the table. So yeah, I mean, I like I like the back four, but he can shit on the Chelsea defenders for now. I don't think picking all four is valid. Okay, okay. To to be serious, banter aside, Reese James and Chilwell do not deserve to be there. Zuma has been having a pretty good season, so I wouldn't put him there. Silva, I don't know. On one game, he can look terrible, and on one game, look great. So, I'm okay with leaving Silva in there. What do you guys think? Give them all it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we're doing? Are we going to put the four Chelsea defenders in? People are going to write in and protest. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> I ran out of energy. Siva, Siva can get all the hate on Twitter after this. Okay, so by Siva's choice, it's the four Chelsea players. If you are listening and you disagree, me, Leon and Chris, we wash our hands of this. Go after Siva. Leave us alone. <laughs> Moving on to <laughs> midfielders. Chris, come on, give us three midfielders. We're going to play a 4-3-3 like we always do, so... Three midfielders. Okay. The worst midfielders of the season so far. Okay, so I'm going to make my choices based on how they've underperformed their expectation. Not necessarily because, it, no, obviously, if you're going to pick the worst, they're probably going to be from Sheffield United. But let's just go with the most underperforming ones where we expect more from them. I think the first one I would have to say, I'm sorry, Siva, but Thomas Partey, man. I, I, I still cannot believe that he walked off the pitch you know, when he's supposed to be wearing the Arsenal badge, going into war for your team, no matter whether you're injured, you have a broken leg, you, you fight for every blade of grass because that's what, you know, the Arsenal team players of old used to do. They, they, they used to play for every minute, every second, whether they have pain, whether they don't have pain, they'll go for it. And so I think he's just not been performing as well as he should, you know. Apparently, Thomas Partey was going to solve all of Arsenal's midfield problems. To some extent, maybe it has, but to many extent, he has not, like, sort of lived up to his expectations. So, Thomas Partey, definitely number one. Before you move on, I can really feel Siva is about to say something. Go I'm going to let Go Siva come in first. Rebut, Siva. You're a lawyer. Give us a I just, I just want to say that Thomas Partey walked off during a match with an injury. Pogba walks off before the match with no injury. I mean, I just want to say that actually my second choice was going to be Paul Pogba. Oh, okay. Then I take it back. Yes, sir. that's a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, dude. <laughs> okay. and, and to be honest, I really think that my second choice is Paul Pogba because I think there is no way a player of that quality, I mean, that on paper, that quality is not you know, booking his place in the squad week in, week out in a squad, as Sam has said, is a shit squad, a mid-table squad. He should be making sure he's in the first team every week. And for a player of his caliber to be struggling to get into the first team or getting, you know, bench appearances here and there or, yeah, okay, the past couple of games he started, but on the left side of, of the midfield. So I think Paul Pogba definitely underperforming. He should be the finding his way somehow into the squad. How is McTominay starting every game? Yes, okay, fine. He's not doing too badly, but come on, Paul Pogba has got to be in that squad. I mean, if he's not making the squad, he must be doing something wrong off the pitch. You know, either in his training, in his mentality, Solskjaer doesn't see something in him. So, yeah, for for the talent and the amount we're paying him, 
he should be in the squad. So actually, Pogba is my number two. Okay, uh, no arguments but, there. Yeah. Totally agree. And my third one, actually, I'm just going to go with how to say what I heard my good friend Leon talk about. You know, I'm going to have to say and it is uh, us coming Kovacic. You know, because <laughs> he, apparently he was the best player of last season, mm-hmm. the team of the year. He was the best player for Chelsea in the midfield, owning the midfield, and now he's barely struggling to make it into the squad. You know, he's he's not on form. So I I mean I don't necessarily think that Pate, Pogba, and Kovacic are bad players or they're the worst players. You know, necessarily in the league, but I just think that they are underperforming players, who I think all of us expect way more from. I have no complaints, Leon. You have anything to say? Yeah. To defend your mind. No, no. I think I think it's what Chris says, right? Kovacic does deserve to be there. He's he's just not, he's not he's not carrying the form that he he had from last season. Okay, so there we have it from Chris. Let's move on to forwards. Uh, Leon, you got this one, so okay. Give us yeah, this, this one. Yeah, it's, it's pretty easy because I think it, it all comes from one team, William Obama Young and Lacazette. <laughs> this is revenge. This is revenge for the defense. Uh, William has not scored a single goal. Obama Young, after you know the blood and fans made him sign that thing, only had three goals in seventeen games. Uh, Lacazette, uh, eh, not so much. But okay, honestly speaking, <laughs> I I think I'll only just put Obama Young out of the three there because. I think Lacazette, to be fair to him, not expecting much. Still got seven goals. Okay, fine. William, I mean, he's just there for retirement, so we'll leave him out. So Obama Young's definitely gotta be in there because he was really good last season. Obviously disappointed this season. So yeah, Obama will be right there. And I'll definitely have to put my guy, Timo Werner. Um I mean, don't get me wrong, I still really rate him. I still think that he has a chance to rebound the second half of the season. But as of now, he's been quite disappointing. I mean, he's always looked, you know, great going up front. But when you miss sitters like that three, four times in a row, I mean, we can't have that in a striker. So I'll put Timo Werner in, suck my suck my pride out. Um, the third one I want to put is actually some guy I really rate from Manchester United. Which is Anthony Martial. Oh. Yep. I mean, I like him. I honestly I think that among the front three that you guys have, uh Anthony Martial is actually my favorite among the three. Right. But more this than season, Rashford? More yeah, than Rashford. By, yeah. by, by mine too, actually. Yeah. More than Rashford. But this season, I don't know, he's just looking very uninspired. I mean, he's also missed some seaters, which is okay. I mean, as a striker, you do miss some chances, but he's just looks very uninspired. It's just nothing like the player that I know of him. You know, who can create chances, take on players. He's not doing any of that this season. So for me, it's got to be this three. Okay, I have no arguments. What about you guys? Absolutely none. Do I still when think Lacazette, you know, it definitely should be up there too, but we'll, we'll <laughs> save that. It's been doing alright, actually, the past few games. Siva? I, I do agree with Leon's choices on Oba and Werner. Both have been extremely disappointing. Oba especially because fought so hard to get him to sign a contract. And it seems Arsenal have this problem where every time we get a player to sign a big money contract to stay with us, they immediately become awful overnight. It's happened to Ozil. Now it's happening to Oba. 
And I'm just very scared the next time, you know, somebody comes in and says, I want a big contract. Because now we're stuck with this guy. He looks off the pace. He looks slow. He looks old. So I'm really worried about Oba. Werner has been awful. A striker who can't score goals. You know, that's like, I don't know. It's like that's his one job. You know, he's got one thing to do in the team and he can't seem to do that. And, and that, one, I, that one time where he he kind of cleared the ball off the line. You know, that, that was insane. How do you even do that? Literally harder not to score than score. It was on the line. And he, I don't know, what, what did he do? He, he kicked it up, he hit the post and went out. That's, that's just, I don't know. It's, I have no words for that. I think, Leon, maybe you and I can have a chat after the pod. Let's just, you give me <laughs> Giroud back and I'll give you William back. How about that? <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good with Giroud. I like Giroud. You can have William. <laughs> hey, but I thought William was doing pretty well at Chelsea, you know, like last season. Yeah, well, when is William, right? I mean... As a Chelsea fan, you watch him play. He's 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 such an odd player, you know, because he he has all the you know dribbling abilities in the world. He takes on players and all that, puts on decent crosses. But as a winger, right, you're really expected to have a lot more goals than his whole career. Honestly, he he barely struggles to get ten goals a season across all competitions. And if I'm not mistaken, I think he hasn't scored a goal right, Silva, this season. No, I don't think he's had a shot on target since the opening game of the season. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so that's been for you. It's always been like that. So we all agree on Oba. We all agree on Werner. Siva, were you going to suggest someone else? I think it's a bit harsh on Anthony Marshall. I don't think he's performed up to the standards you expect. But I, he hasn't been that bad. You know, he's scoring a couple of goals. I think if you're looking for a Premier League striker who really just... If you're talking about forwards... I would actually go for somebody like Kai Havertz. I know he's not, you know, number nine or anything, but Frank, you know, when Frank wakes up in the morning and he picks his random positions in his random players, he puts Havertz up top with Werner. And Havertz has played like a discount version of Mason Mount. Dude, honestly, right, if you're going to put Kai Havertz in, right, we have seven Chelsea players in the worst Premier League 11. I mean, I'm. I'm Does it sound good for Chelsea? Well. Yeah, we can have Kai Havertz in. I, I mean, I would put Gareth Bale. Oh, because yeah, actually, that's he, a good shot. He has been yeah. bad, like proper bad. And unlike some of the choices y'all put up, where you know they're injured, like Pate and stuff like that, he has had chances, and every single minute he played, just looks horrible. I don't know, like someone stole <laughs> Gareth Bale's body, you know, like body soft him in, and it's like, nah, man, it's he's just, just his mind is in the golf course, bro. Yeah, I think what you got to understand about Garrett Bale is that football is actually not his full-time job. He's part-time footballer, full-time yeah. golfer. So Yeah, that's you know. true. But anyway, that, that would be my pick. Because if you're talking about, like what Chris said, players who you expected more but performed so much below your expectation, I think we all had pretty big... I wouldn't say expectations. I don't know. Maybe excitement for Bale coming back. But he's just been yeah. so bad. Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll put Bale in over Martial then. So, do we have our final list? Yeah, I think we do. Okay, so there you have it, guys. This is our final uh, Banger Committee Worst 11 of the 2021 season so far. Man, that's a long-ass title. But, yeah, we <laughs> have Matt Ryan, Chilwell, Zuma, Silva, 
Rhys James, <laughs> Pate, Pompa, Kovacic, Bale, Oba, and Werner. On paper, sounds like a really good team, actually, you know? Like, if this was FIFA, mm. this would be a, a damn good team. Five star. Yeah, unfortunately, in real life, they've all been kind of shit. So, there you have it, guys. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, we won't take so long for our next podcast. Is that our New Year's resolution? Are we going to do it consistently now? Uh, let's I, do it. Yeah, let's yeah, do it more. I think we should aim to do the next podcast before Frank gets sacked. That <laughs> might be hard. Let's hope we can make it, yeah. Wait, so see what you're saying, he'll get sacked before Chinese New Year, is it? Yeah, and I would ask the listeners, why don't you take a vote, you know, you know, write okay. into us. Do you think that we will do another episode of the podcast first or will Lampard get sacked first? I think it's a real contest. And, and if Lampard still has his job after Chinese New Year, you, you're going to have to do a, a dare, okay? On, on the pod. Sure. We're going to make you, we're going to punish you for that. I mean, the only one who's getting punished is you, Leon, since Frank will still be a manager. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm good with Super Frank, man. I'm still good with him. <laughs> okay, guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys in the next episode. If you have any suggestions on what you want us to talk about, you know, just tweet us. We have a Twitter. What's it again, Siva? It's our, it's FPL our FPL banger. handle. It's FPL underscore banger. You yeah, it's mainly for FPL. If you... Once our FPL tips, please follow us. But, you know, we use it you for the main part too. Actually, Leon and I better. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, man. Oh, this is a thing.